everybody. So we are so excited. This is a new podcast that we are starting. We're talking all about animated news. And this is something I've been wanting to do for a long time. And I just figured uh, we had some time this week and why not give it a shot? This is going to be cool. And so I'm Rachel and I'm joined by this great panel uh, of animation experts where we are going to be talking about some of the news of the day. And uh, so I'd like my panel to introduce themselves. Let's start with, with Jonathan. Hello, my name is Jonathan North. I've known Rachel for a while. We're both writers at the Rotoscopers. We're, I'm a big animation fan. I love talking about all the different things that are going to be coming out, all the movies and TV shows, and I'm excited to do that with a bunch of other animation fans. Yeah, thank you so much. Why don't you introduce yourself? Hey guys, my name is Adam. I go under the alias The Animated Antic. I am an animated movie critic that writes uh, animated movie reviews on my own website. I also run a YouTube channel where I do video essays on animation, and I also write on Letterboxd just for fun. Yeah, basically, that's me. I'm an animated movie critic. <laughs> Great. <laughs> thank you so much. Yeah. Sol, what about you? You want to introduce yourself? Okay, guys. So my name is Sol, S-O-L, son in Spanish. I'm from Argentina. You can tell by this accent. I am a huge animation fan. I have a YouTube channel where I do um, movie reviews, mostly animated movies, and I also do some Disney stuff from the parks. Uh, the channel is called Animation Geek, if you also want to check that out. Great. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm, I'm excited that you all took time out of your day to, to do this. So, all right. So we're getting started. We're going to try to talk about movie news and TV news, anything with animation. And the first thing we're going to talk about is Incredibles 2 box office. So this is pretty exciting. So we just had that Incredibles 2 has now surpassed the global box office of the first film. They have uh, 646 0.8 million dollars of gross as of the 2nd of July and uh, they have 200 million of that coming internationally 40.8 from China and uh, and it, that this makes it the second highest grossing Pixar film of all time behind Finding Dory and the third largest animated film ever so Jonathan what do you think of that I'm really surprised but i guess i shouldn't be because i've seen online for years how how much people want this movie and mm -hmm. i guess i'm really surprised at how how many records it's breaking but at the same time i really shouldn't be surprised because it's really good and it was worth the wait mm -hmm. yeah yeah uh yeah what about you adam what do you think well, this is actually not a very surprising thing, uh, mainly because this is a sequel that Pixar fans have been waiting for for years, like Jonathan said. I remember going through on comments about animated movie sequels, and there's always one comment that said, why isn't there an Incredibles 2? I want an Incredibles 2 or something like that. And seeing how this movie is smashing records is not surprising and it should be doing so this is a great movie it was really well worth the wait it was very well written by brad bird very beautifully animated this movie was a lot of fun and seeing it break all these records is actually a very good thing because mm -hmm. 
Mainly because it can generate more sequels that people want to see. It could yeah. generate that. But it could also be like a bad sign because we can get more animated movie sequels just be- making for money in case. Mm-hmm. But I think this is a really good thing, to be honest. Well, it makes sense because when you think about when it, the first one came out, that it wasn't even like a superhero climate, like hardly at all. And, and now, so not only animation-wise and people really wanting the sequel – but also because of just the superhero landscape. And, and I, in the article I read that they said that uh, it's actually still only in 51% of, of the international marketplace. Like I don't think it's open in Australia yet. And uh, so that's pretty amazing. That's already broken global records. Uh, and uh, it's just, it's an, it's a f- film that adults will like kids will like. Uh, yeah. I don't know. What do you think? Sol? Well, I think we live in a time of nostalgia. Like every movie you're seeing right now is a remake, it's a sequel, like a lot of it. And they, the Beauty and the Beast live action made so much money. We're just living in a nostalgic time. So yes, the hype for this film was huge for so many years because the first one was so loved. But I think it's, the nostalgia is such a big factor in this. And I think it's like, you know, with many films, animated films, there's these adults who are like, oh, animation movies are just for kids, which is not the case. All right. <laughs> yeah. You see so many different generations of like, you know, a new generation that is first introduced to this movie, but then the older fans and, you know, all these different generations. So I think that's why there's also so many people in this. And myself, I'm rewatching this film soon. So I think that's also no that's true that's a very good point that uh, it is a movie i'm probably going to see it for a second time today and i think that it is a movie people are going to multiple times uh i'm going a second time today too oh yeah <laughs> now with the fourth of july you know holiday who knows you know yeah that's true and there isn't uh, i mean i guess this weekend you have ant-man and the wasp but uh you have a uh it was it was the nice little window there where there wasn't any other family program family films at the box office and there wasn't really a superhero movie because uh, I mean if Infinity War kind of starts to die down and uh, uh, so and it, it got it, it was very well timed as far as the box office so uh, all right well great uh, yeah so okay so the next item that we have to talk about is the anime film uh called called fireworks producer genki kawamura uh of your name uh is also producing this film uh this is also about two teenagers in uh, japan they cannot agree whether or not fireworks are flat or round when they explode uh the one parent the one teenager's mother is divorcing and uh so they have you know issues at home and uh, it's like about their summer break and i guess there's some kind of time travel element that gets involved uh what did you think jonathan of this uh of this trailer I have never seen call, um, Your Name, uh-huh. so I don't have a frame of reference for the director. It's one that it's on my list. I'm going to see it eventually. But yeah. this looked really good. I, I'll, 
I don't know about the story too much. It seemed like it might be kind of a generic anime story because anime stories seem to have like a lot of drama mixed with supernatural weirdness, at least the ones I've yeah. seen. That mm-hmm. like I'm not speaking strictly about Studio Ghibli because they're like in a whole class by themselves. Yeah. But I've seen other anime movies. And this seemed kind of like that, except the animation was better, almost. Like, it it was not quite Studio Ghibli quality animation, but it looked really good. But the thing that stood out to me most was the music. The music, I thought, was amazing. I loved the soundtrack uh-huh. that was in the trailer. I don't know if that's going to be in the movie itself, because, you know, sometimes trailers have music that's not yeah. from the movie. But I hope that this is, because the music in the trailer really set the trailer apart for me it, yeah. it, that's what made me want to see it more than the the story because the story seemed a bit generic but the music music can make or break a movie sometimes and sure. i think that this one could make it because i love the music mm-hmm. yeah adam what do you think uh i have also not seen your name yet so i really ah! can't comment on that nice. yeah, I, need see it. I need to see it eventually i just i've been really busy with stuff um this seems interesting in a way. It definitely does have like a time travel, somewhat of an It's a Wonderful Life kind of thing to it. I really like the animation in this. It's really stunning, well done. Not, It is not up there with Studio Ghibli, obviously, but uh, I do think this is a very interesting concept, though from what I've heard, this is based off, this is like a, this is based off a short uh, live-action television play from 1993, apparently. Uh-huh. And uh, so this could go either way. It could be really good, or it can just be kind of uh, generic, like Jonathan said. So uh, I can, I'll can i see what this is. It does seem somewhat interesting, though. And this is going to be in theaters, I believe, for three days this over this course of this weekend uh i'm gonna see it tomorrow so that's always the problem with these movies they don't stay in the theaters long enough for people to see them that's why i never got to see your name because it disappeared before i could see it it was in the theater for like a week and i was on i think i went had gone back home to visit my family that weekend yeah i never got to see that and i haven't been able to get around to seeing it since i hope that's not going to be the case with this one but yeah. It's just, it's too short of a theater run. Yeah. Who, who, yeah. Who's distributing this film here in the States? Is it G-Kids? You're right, G-Kids. Uh, so, so what do you think of this trailer? Okay, this trailer. So, you're going to get mad, but I haven't seen your name either. Right? No! <laughs> we need to remedy this. Homework for next podcast. Everyone watch oh, man. Yes, um, promise. So, again, I, don't, I haven't seen that many anime films. I've seen um, *Howl's Moving Castle*, *Spirit Away*, but I haven't, you know, I've seen the Ghibli ones, but I haven't seen, you know, yeah. other studios. So I'm interested to see a new kind of take in animation. And what I was when I was watching the trailer, something that stood out for me was the animation of the girl. Something was very kind of like realistic and appealing to me. I just like her expression. It felt mm-hmm. like, you know. Overall, they all kind of look similar, like the style, but I don't know, some of her movements seem different, and I kind of like that. Um, and like um, they mentioned, I the music was really catchy and, and fun, and I really liked it, and I hope they have it on the film. 
but yeah like they were mentioning and um it's sad that it's only for three days because you know you get the hype of people like oh yeah you have to go see it and then it's too late yeah find out right away and so that's a pity it's true i you know it'd be nice if they at least got like a couple weeks uh, three days is tough but um yeah yeah we'll see how i think tomorrow the reviews have been mixed i mean i am i does feel like a your name copycat in a lot of ways in the visual style in the even the character design uh so as that's one of my favorite movies like i've ever seen so uh it's a it's gonna i know i'm gonna have to fight that comparison but it has a right now it has a 53 percent on rotten tomatoes so it is rotten um but one of my favorite critics william bibiani he really liked it he said it's a treat to see a film about young love where the young lovers aren't wise beyond their years instead they're prone to making stupid mistakes out of inexperience and perfectly understandable fears okay. so there yeah, you go don't like going in and like watching the wrong tomatoes because there's so many times where i disagree with wrong tomatoes mm -hmm. so, you know in the end it's like i, I want to go open-minded and like yeah sometimes they get it right but sometimes they don't well, I mean, I think you, the way to use Rotten Tomatoes is as a resource to then go in and be like, okay, got this score. I'm going to go in and actually look and see what the critics said. And I have like my particular favorites who I, uh, who I then, you know, like Christy Lemire is one that I also really like. She didn't like it. Um, she said a strange little movie that attempts the tricky feat of combining comedy, drama, sci-fi, and romance, but it doesn't get those individual elements right, so it never coheres as a whole. So that's the way to use Rotten Tomatoes as a resource to actually finding all these critics so that you don't have to go to each one of their individual websites, you know, uh, as opposed to, okay, am I gonna see a movie or am I not gonna see a movie? That's the less productive way to use Rotten Tomatoes. But anyway, okay. So let's move on. So we also had an early screening for Hotel Transylvania 3 this week. Uh, it's kind of cool how they did it. Uh, that would just, it was just one night, uh, one afternoon on Saturday with uh, Adam tickets. You had to get your tickets through them uh, and uh, Regal Cinemas. And anyway, and so there are uh, four official critic reviews in. Um, I saw it, and I actually quite enjoyed it. I thought that, I mean, I think all th all of these movies have been fine, and uh, I think this one was better than the last one because there were, I had some issues with the last one, uh, but the animation was very sparkly and very pretty, and I thought it had some decent laughs. Uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, Jonathan, what's been your experience with this uh, with this franchise? I actually really like this series. It looks like something that would be like a generic kids movie, but there's something about the animation. It just, it feels like an extended Looney Tunes cartoon almost, mm -hmm. except it's computer animated. It's just, mm -hmm. it's really creative and the animation is so well done. There's just, there's something about it that sets it apart from other movies that look like generic kids movies mm -hmm. it just has a feel of something i don't know i don't want to say old-fashioned because it's not really old-fashioned but it sort of has that charm to it if you know what i mean mm -hmm. it just it's different than say like despicable me it just it has a different more 
creative, more funny feel to me. Yeah, I agree. And the second one, I didn't feel used the ensemble very well. And this one, I feel like gets back to that. Like everybody kind of has their fun moments and some good jokes and stuff. And I don't know, I, Adam, what do you think about this series and this movie? So truth be told, I only just saw the first one. Last week, I'm going to be seeing a second one this week for my re- website to review. Uh-huh. And from what I gathered from the first film, I thought it was decent. Uh, I didn't love it, but I didn't hate it like most critics did. Uh-huh. Uh, I could consider this movie like a fun, silly party movie. You know, a film that you could put yeah. on during a party and ha- laugh and good time. And yeah, this film is, the film's animation is really good i love how fast paced it is and this film was directed by all three of these films are directed Mm by yendi tartakovsky who was a uh former employee at cartoon network he Mm -hmm. direct he created shows like dexter's laboratory and samurai jack he recently just did season six at adult swim last year and i think this first movie was really decent i liked Mm -hmm. the characters I think it I think this I think my only problems with it were I do wish this film was hand drawn to be honest because mm. uh these character designs feel more suitable if they were traditionally animated than they are computer mm. animated that's not to say that the computer animation's bad it's really really good and I love it but I would have adored this movie had it been hand drawn animation and we don't yeah. get them lot of them nowadays in america i think the last one that was released was the winnie the pooh movie back in 2007 well we had my little pony i'm not really really hand drawn but but it was 2d but yeah yeah, it's true Uh, it's a miracle that first hotel transylvania is as good as it was when you hear when you find out the product what happened with the production and him coming in to kind of rescue it but Mm -hmm. uh but yeah it's it's serviceable it's fine i think it's perfectly fine but uh i don't know so what do you think about this franchise so one okay the first one i enjoyed it okay the second one i liked way more but interesting um yeah i've been hearing people saying that they like i haven't seen the third one but then saying that they didn't like it less than the second one some people like the second one um less i mean i've been hearing very mixed reviews yeah it's very interesting, so I'm going with an open mind. What I do like about this franchise is that they don't try to be DreamWorks or Pixar, you know, making you cry or like mm. this big animation. They just want to have a fun film, you know, for you to just sit down and have a good time, you know? And it's, I feel like people and critics sometimes just want to compare with other studios, and you're just going to have to see it the way it is. It's just like a fun film. And I'm looking forward to the third one. It's not like a film that I'm super hyped about. Uh, I think it's interesting that the other ones are Hotel Transylvania. This one's going to be in a cruise. <laughs> I feel like the whole aspect of a hotel with monsters. How would that work? I think that's super fun and fascinating the way they play with that. So it's going to be fun to explore a new cruise. A cruise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's four reviews right now on uh, Rotten Tomatoes <clears throat> for it. Three positive one negative so that's a pretty good start uh and uh uh the brian orndorf he says while tartakovsky is attentive to expectations uh he's also going bananas with previously unseen scale and manic animation making the endeavor the best of the series just by sheer energy alone and then uh lee passes from harold sun says as is often the case a lot of the freshness so abundant in the original is all but gone now from Hotel Transylvania 3. 
So there you go. That's the difference there. So, all right, let's move on. Okay. So we have a new short um, from Pixar that is going to be airing at SIGGRAPH. And if you don't know that SIGGRAPH is this conference on computer animation, basically, and it's where uh, Pixar got its start. The, the original like sh shorts, like knickknack and, um, and uh, uh, what's Art the one with Part of Tin Toy was shown. Tin there. Toy, that's right. Lexo Tin Junior. Lexo Junior was the big one, though. Yeah, they were all shown at SIGGRAPH, uh, and uh, you know that's where they they uh, met Steve Jobs. I mean, it's just a huge thing for Pixar, SIGGRAPH. And so there's this new short, Pearl, uh, and uh, that's going to be uh, going to be released there in August. Uh, um, Jonathan, did you read it all in this? What do you think uh, of the of this? Yeah, I read about it. It doesn't sound like something that's going to be getting a very wide release, though. It looked like it's going to be maybe shown there and then that's it, which is kind of a shame. Apparently, Pixar has done another short like this. Like, I don't remember what the program is called, but it's like giving young animators like a chance to make a Pixar short. Uh -huh. But as far as I can tell, the the other short was never released anywhere else. And I don't think, it doesn't sound like this one is going to either, which is a shame because it looks, it, I like the character design. I don't know much about it. It's a, a ball of yarn, but I like the character design and it looks like it would be a fun little short. I just wish there was a way that we could, we could see, see it. it. Yeah, that's true. Uh, it's directed by Kristen Lester. Uh, and uh, she says, uh, the, she says uh, this certainly doesn't feel like a fluke. It says that I worked really, really hard to get here. I loved animation more than anything. It's work done with joy. For me, it w was in my soul. It was something innately of me. And I guess she's been a story artist at Pixar for five years. So hopefully, uh, maybe we will get to see it somehow, some way. Uh, so... Yeah, I I'm mean, hoping it'll end up on a DVD collection. Like they've yeah. done the other Pixar DVDs, short DVDs yeah. before. So I know. I'm hoping this will be like a bonus feature somewhere. I feel like we're due another one of those because I feel like it's been a while since they released the volume two. I mean, it's cool. Uh, so, do you like seeing that they're they're you know giving more opportunities to these female animators? I think that's wonderful. I think that's such a great thing. I mean, you know, right here in the panel, it's two of us, you know, there's yeah. a lot of uh, female, like, fans of animation, like, you know, even um, famous podcasts, the Rotoscopers, you know, they're, they're led by two animation fans. And so it's just wonderful to have, like, you know, more women in charge. And we're going to go and talk about it later, but like Jennifer Lee and mm -hmm. stuff like that. Um, and about the short... I mean, I, I, I didn't know it was a thing, actually. I, like, I knew about the knickknack stuff. I didn't know they were still releasing stuff. It's more like practicing, like, a new technology, or, like, what's the point of it? Like... Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's just, a, that's what SIGGRAPH has usually been for, has been to introduce new technology. It's a bit like an experimental uh, kind of, you know, conference. Well, uh, yeah, I did see this interesting idea, part of it. Uh -huh. And uh, this is not the first time Pixar has done shorts at SIGGRAPH, obviously. They did a short last year, I think, at this conference called Smash and Grab. 
and that has not been released yet. And you are right. I do want to see this short officially released on a DVD eventually, like a Pixar short films collection, because uh, most of these animated shorts we get to see from the com- from like Disney and Pixar are never released. I remember there was that uh, there was this Disney animated short called uh, Lorenzo, which was directed by Mike Gabriel, who uh, did. Uh, um, Rescuers Down Under and Pocahontas, and mm-hmm. it was only shown in the. Th- it was only shown once. It was shown in front of a. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Gary, what is that? Gary Larson? I don't remember. And uh, yeah, it was shown in front of one of his movies, and it never got released again until Disney made the Walt Disney Animation Studios short film collection, where it released it with. The John Henry Shore, directed by Mark Henn, Paper Man, Get a Horse, The Ballad of Nessie, Feast, those shorts. And I really want to see Pixar release another short films collection. It is long overdue. The last one we got was in 2012, and mm-hmm. I think the last short on that was La Luna, the short that played in front of Brave. And yeah, because they've released quite a few shorts since then, like The Blue Umbrella, uh, Lava, Sanjay's Super Team, Piper, yeah. which won the Academy Award, uh, Lou in front of Cars 3. So, and I do want to see Pearl and um, this, Pearl, this short Pearl released someday. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I think it's time. Time to get a new a short volume. I would definitely buy it. That's for sure. Okay. So let's move on. We have gotten some early reactions to Teen Titans Go!, to the movies we have uh some early critic responses uh in on social media we have jermaine lucier he says teen titans go to the movies is super fun it's very kitty but it's funny the superhero subversion is clever the cameos rule and it goes way further than i expected so that's interesting we have uh meg downey says teen titans go to the movies rule but that's not really a surprise. There's a protracted challengers of the unknown joke that had me rolling. Scott Manzel says, Teen Titans Go to the Movies was a total blast and is currently my favorite animated film of the year. I loved all the references from the obscure superheroes to the 80s music. There's even a surprise cameo that will be sure to generate huge laughs from all from all. Uh, and so... Uh, Jonathan, what do you think of these early responses to Teen Titans Go to the Movies? I'm really glad to hear it because Teen Titans Go doesn't get a whole lot of love on the internet. Mm -hmm. And I don't really know why. I mean, I haven't watched a whole lot of episodes, but the episodes that I have seen, I've enjoyed them. I I think they're really funny. They're not they're not exactly the same as the original Teen Titans series because I did watch that whole series mm-hmm. and I really liked the original series. However, they did have in the original series there is precedent for these goofier episodes because they would sometimes have really random weird things happen on the original series, and I actually I really liked those so I'm. Eventually, I'm going to get back into Teen Titans Go. I'm going to watch the series. And I think that it is a lot better than it gets credit for on the internet. I've seen, I think it's a really creative show and I like it. And I'm glad to hear that the movie is going to be as good as at least the few cartoons of 
the series that I've seen is. What do, what do you think, uh, Adam? Uh, I have not seen the original Teen Titans show, but I have seen snippets. Like I haven't seen full episodes, but I've seen snippets mm-hmm. of the new Teen Titans Go cartoon, and I have not liked it. I was, I thought it was very juvenile and not very funny. And I'll just get this out of the way. The trailers did nothing for me with this new movie i Mm -hmm. i was very unimpressed by these trailers i think there was one good joke in them and that was a joke involving the ryan reynolds green lantern movie and how they don't talk about it anymore Mm -hmm. but i was not impressed by these trailers i and and i actually did ended up getting trashed for it Mm -hmm. and uh we'll see what this new movie has i guess i i it didn't really look interesting to me at first, but considering that it is getting somewhat of a warm reception, maybe it might be good, but mm-hmm. I'm still not fully sure in this. I'm so not pretty. fully on the boat yet. <laughs> I do agree. I have not been a fan of the trailers. I've never seen an episode of the show, either either shows. Uh, I know that a lot of people were very frustrated by them turning what they saw as a serious show into a silly show but i you know i've never seen it so uh seen either of them so uh yeah it's it, it's making me uh more interested i feel like they're trying to is i mean is this trying to be kind of like the deadpool for for animated <laughs> superhero movies sort of i don't know i'm very self-aware and but uh we'll see if they pull it off uh what do you what do you think soul no. You know, watching the trailers kind of gave me this vibe, kind of like the Lego movie, where they kind of like reference themselves and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, and I feel like if you're, I'm not a fan of superhero films, like especially DC films. I haven't seen almost like any of them. And so I, I noticed the like reference and stuff. So if you're a hardcore fan, you might appreciate those and get a laugh mm-hmm. out of it. Uh, but for someone who's not that into it, I'm not that interested about it. I'm very happy we have a 2D on a big screen yeah that's true i appreciate because that never happens so it's wonderful to see that but i don't think i'm the target audience for this one that's certainly fair okay next uh we are going to talk about we have in the world of tv animation we have a spin-off of the loud house which is a very popular show uh we have a spin-off called los casa grandes that has been greenlit by nickelodeon and uh, this is, it, it follow Lincoln Loud's friend, Ronnie Ann, and her extended family, the Casa Grandes, living together in the big city and exploring the endless possibilities urban life has to offer. And uh, so, yeah, this is interesting. I mean, it's always nice when you see a little bit of diversity uh, in uh, on animation, whether it's TV or film. Uh, so, you know, it could be, could be good. So I'm going to start with Adam here on this. Like you are the, you know, I think know the most about the Loud House of any uh, of us. Yeah. Yeah. What do so, you think about this with um, Las Casa Grandes? Uh, in terms of Las Casa Grandes, I think this actually might be pretty good, but I am a little cautious about it because animated TV spinoff shows, no wait, I take that back. TV spinoff shows in general most of the time do not land and animation tv shows are no exception i remember one time there was a spinoff show that was on nick 
called Planet Sheen, which was a spinoff to Jimmy Neutron, and it was not good. Mm-hmm. And I am, and but I am pretty excited. There is a lot of good things about this show, and, uh, and mainly one of them is that uh, we have a creative con- one, the creative consultant on this movie was also the creative consultant on Coco. So, mm. oh, good. This is a very interesting choice on behalf of Nickelodeon, and I I do like the character of Ronnie Ann. She's not my favorite on The Loud House, in all honesty, but I think it would be interesting to see what they can bring to the table with this, but one problem I might have with it is that it's just going to be The Loud House with a different family. In this case, for those that don't know what the show is about, it's about a boy named Lincoln Loud who lives with 10 sisters who all have crazy wild personalities. Like one of them's a musician, one of them's a fashionita, another one's a girly girl, another one's a tomboy. You get the idea. Mm-hmm. And I am a little worried that this Los Casa Grande show just might be the loud house with a different family. But at the same time, I am really optimistic to this show because I really do love the loud house. Not as much as uh, some of my friends do, but mm-hmm. I am excited for this show. So I'll just put it like yeah. that. Cool, great. Uh, Jonathan, what, have you seen The Loud House at all? No, it's one It's one of those shows I actually, I was kind of interested in seeing it and I heard a lot of good things. And then as soon as it came across my radar, like probably not even a month later, they started getting all the allegations about the creator. And that just kind of turned me off of the show and I decided I just, I didn't want to get into yeah. it because I didn't, I don't know. I I know you're supposed to try and separate the art from the artist, but I don't know. It just seemed like it was too closely tied in with the creator. It said it was based on his life as a kid. I don't know. It I did I I I did I decided not to watch it because yeah. of that. Interesting, Adam. Do you know about that? <laughs> oh, the creator allegations. Uh huh. Yeah, that happened back in October around the Me Too movement. This creator, uh, Chris Savino, that's what his name was. Uh, he had a very infamous history around animation studios. He, af- after these allegations came out, Nick was very quiet about it. And then a few days later, they revealed he was fired from the show and that they were going to continue making it without him. Uh, in fact, they actually did get a... Uh, in fact, the new executive producer is named Amanda Rinder, who is an art director on this show. And... Uh, The show is actually doing pretty well without him. Uh, Most of the episodes are for this new season, season three, are not directed by Savino, believe it or not. They don't have, they're not written by him. There are, in fact, they're mostly written by, they're mostly directed by a guy named uh, Kyle Marshall. That's what his name is. But um, yeah, uh, ever since these Chris Savino allegations came out, it's been very open. In fact, he's basically been condemned by the whole animation industry. He's been suspended from the animation guild as well a few months ago so i i've seen some loud house and i really have enjoyed it i'm from big family so i definitely relate to a lot of it so have you gotten to see any of the loud house i've never heard about it so i'm curious now to like check it out you have to let us know what you think okay uh moving on so there have been all over the internet very exciting reports about a three caballeros tv series it's really interesting so they have it airing on uh on the there's a app called uh disney life i guess 
which uh, they're testing out uh, in the Philippines. And so this is the only place in Philippines, I guess, that you can watch this show, The Three Caballeros. But the stills that we've seen all over the internet look amazing to me. Of course, Three Caballeros is a package film uh, from the 40s. And uh, it just looks beautiful and bright and colorful. And uh, um, Jonathan, what do you think? Uh, do you want to see a Three Caballeros uh, TV show? Actually, yes. I was really excited when I heard about this. The Three Caballeros was like probably the only package film that any of me or my brother saw when we were kids. Mm -hmm. I feel like one of us might have bought a VHS from like a dollar store one time when we were when we were really young so it was like one of the only VHS Disney movies that we had because we had like three Disney movies and that was one of them uh -huh. so we kind of grew up with it it wasn't one that got a ton of replay but we probably watched it more than we watched a lot of other Disney movies back then and we really liked it and i re recently re-watched it when we did a rotoscopers series on the disney canon and mm. i i think i liked it more as an adult even because just you can appreciate so much more of what went into it the animation of that movie is just amazing yeah. there's so many just like surreal beautiful scenes that I mean, from a storytelling point of view, they don't really make a whole lot of sense, but they just look so good, and I really liked them. And I really liked the three Caballeros as characters. Donald has always been one of my... Well, Donald is my favorite of the Mickey Mouse character mm, uh -huh. characters. I, I love Donald. So I'm excited for another series that will feature Donald and then have these other characters that I really liked from that movie it it looked it looked really good the animation that i saw in the trailer that was online it looked amazing and i'm really excited i really hope it gets to the u.s sometime yeah uh adam what do you think uh, uh the three caballeros so yeah. um i've only seen snippets of the movie yet uh i've seen most of disney's other most disney's other package films i've seen most of saludos amigos i've seen Make My Music, Melody Time, Fun and Fancy Free, Ichabod and Mr. Toad. And I did really like the snippets of Three Caballeros I saw. Donald is probably my favorite Disney character out of uh, Mickey and his friends. And the interesting thing about this new Three Caballeros show is that I've actually seen uh, the first episode of it. Somebody actually uploaded the episodes to YouTube. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And it's actually really good. Well, I think the first scene involves donald's birthday it's friday the 13th and everything goes bad for him he's a barber and he gets fired and then daisy breaks up with him and all of a sudden oh, no. he uh gets a stimulation saying he's been left a will of a fortune and the next thing you know once he arrives at this house uh jose then shows up at, claiming he's also part of it and then uh uh yeah, and then yeah, Panchito. Panchito. Yeah, Panchito. Yeah, yeah, and then Panchito shows up next, and then they basically said, and basically they said that they're the, uh, 
I'm trying to think. What was the word? Oh, yeah, they're the uh, inheritance of the three caballeros or something like that. Oh, okay. Yeah, I really want I really want to see. I'll have to check to see if I can find that on YouTube because I think it looks really great. I love the stills I'm seeing. So what do you think about this? Well, so I would be very interested to see this show kind of like have a kind of like a Dora approach in a way that learning about an culture would be really interesting. Show it with no stereotypes, kind of like what Coco did, like represented a culture in such a authentic and beautiful way. I would like this show to kind of like show the Brazilian culture and maybe the Mexican culture in a way that, um, you know, kids may can learn a little bit of different languages or, um, you know, adults as well. <laughs> but, yeah. I think that would be very interesting. Um, I enjoy the, the Caballeros films. Uh, it's not one like, oh, one of my favorites, but I really like the idea of what represents. And I right. hope it kind of to show diversity. I would really like that. Yeah, I, uh, I agree. I think uh, like there are some problems with the Three Caballeros, particularly a little bit too much of Donald chasing skirt for my taste. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I, I think that, uh, that this series has a lot of potential. So I hope that we get to see it. Story we have is from Cartoon Network. We have uh, a um, new series that has been greenlit called Elliot from Earth. This is by the people who made The Amazing World of Gumball. And this is a 20-part uh, series, a sci-fi sitcom. And following Elliot, a human boy who finds himself living on a spaceship with a dinosaur and aliens from all over the universe. He says, quote, it's a show about finding your place in the world, says Cartoon Network. And so, uh, and then it also says, Elliot's story has been in the back of my mind for a long time. This is the creator. Emil Casuto. Casuto, yeah. So Elliot's story has been in the back of my mind for a long time and working my way through a number of different roles on Gumball gave me a unique look into how to bring such a project to life. I'm beyond excited to have this chance to introduce Elliot to the world and very proud to have this amazing team with me for the ride. So uh, Jonathan, what do you think about this premise? I just saw this yesterday. I saw a still from the show. Mm -hmm. so, like it got retweeted by somebody. Um, it was something the creator had tweeted out and somebody I follow retweeted it. The still, I didn't realize what the still was from. And I retweeted it based on the still alone because there was just something about the way that the the composition of the picture, mm -hmm. the, the, it was the two characters, the little boy and the dinosaur, obviously in a spaceship looking out over this space scene it just it looked so different and unique and i was really excited for it based on that still alone i didn't realize at the time that it was by somebody who'd worked on gumball mm -hmm. i love the show gumball it is one of the most creative cartoons out there today just mm -hmm. cartoon cartoons just like something in the style of looney tunes something that's just crazy it's it, that show can be anything from just off the wall ridiculous to like hilariously smart biting satire it's just it's such a good creative show and i'm excited to see anything coming from someone who worked on that show cool yeah i've never seen um gumball so i have to check it out uh what do you think adam uh, I've seen part of gumball it's actually a really good show it is very creative there's like combinations of hand-drawn animation puppets stop motion computer animation it is a very creative show and 
like Jonathan said, it is very off the walls. It's Looney Tunes satire times. And it's also, it can also lead to some really good drama. There's a really good episode that actually kind of reminded me of the married life scene from Up. And mm-hmm. from this still that I'm looking at right now, it definitely looks like a departure from Gumball. And I am very interested in seeing what uh, this creator uh, what this creator has in store from this. And I, I don't know if this is actually going to be a full-on series or a mini-series. From what I read on somewhere, I thought it was going to be a mini-series. But it says 20-part series. 20-part series, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's what it says in here. Okay, uh, and it looks like production is going to be starting uh, in September. So I'm guessing it might be premiering in next year or 2020 at least so Mm uh yeah i'm i am interested in seeing what uh the creators of gumball are going to be doing next considering that i think the show is coming to an end the creator of that of gumball said that he would be stopped working after season six and even Mm -hmm. though there have been rumors saying that they might continue without him i have a feeling that the show is probably going to be wrapping up with this season so far i think Mm -hmm. it's i think their current season might be the final season but we'll see i am interested in seeing uh what elliot from earth will be like what do you think Sol? so i'm looking at elliot from earth the picture right now and the what is it a dragon a dinosaur what is it? a dinosaur yeah it says that he finds himself living on a spaceship with the dinosaur and aliens he kind of reminds me of arlo from the good dinosaur yeah a little bit um i mean he kind of looks cute and fun so definitely gonna check that out yeah 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 there you go yeah it sounds really creative like how do you get a dinosaur and a little boy and a spaceship like what yeah very very (laughs) (laughs) all right so last story big news this week we have the closing of disney tunes animation this uh glendale studio uh that uh they announced Uh, it's a little surprising to me because at d23 they had a new planes movie that they were working on that they had some clips from which i'm like why but um but uh, i don't know i was he, he at, at d23 this was last year said that this was they were revamping the studio and it seemed like there was this new energy behind it so i was a little bit surprised when i heard the news uh, and i was disappointed because i really wanted them to make an elena babylon movie or gravity falls we had a bunch of different movies that uh, that the major Disney is not going to make. And so I was, I was kind of hopeful the Disney tunes would, would maybe make those smaller budgeted animated films. Uh, so I'm a little sad and 75 animators that are uh, out of, out of work. Uh, but um, hopefully, you know, they'll use those animators in other places and you know, so we'll see what Jennifer Lee as the new, uh, as the new uh, president of Walt Disney, what she decides to do. You know, so it, it's interesting. Uh, Jonathan, what do you think about this decision? I think it's it's really sad because, of course, the studio is closing. People are out of work. There wasn't, at least for me, there wasn't a whole lot coming out of it that was stuff that I would want to see. Yeah, there yeah. used to be. They haven't made a movie in four years. I, I don't think released a movie since uh, mm. Never Beast. I don't think. I think I was the last one. So yeah, I never saw any of the Tinkerbell movies. I heard they were good. I just I never got around to seeing them. I saw the Planes movie. It was okay. I never saw the second Planes movie because I wasn't too impressed with the first one. 
Mm -hmm. um, but the studio itself had a lot of potential. Like you said, they could have picked up some of those smaller franchises that Disney's obviously not going to touch with their big studio. It would have been nice to see movies based on some of their cartoon television series because mm -hmm. they did that years ago. They, I think Disney Toon Studios was the one who made the DuckTales movie, and that was a movie mm -hmm. that got a lot of replay when I was a kid. Yeah. That was it was a good movie, and of course, Goof the Goofy movie that mm -hmm. we watched that all the time as a kid. That's another Disney Toon Studios movie. Yeah, they did so a bunch. The studio like, itself. Yeah, you're right. They did a bunch like the Recess movie. Yeah, the studio itself it they it had a lot of potential. It just was not being used in recent years, which is sad. Yeah. So I can see why they would want to close it. I just I wish they would have given them more to do. Yeah, uh, that's fair. Adam, what do you think? Yeah, I was kind of surprised by this and this is definitely coming uh with change under new management with jennifer lee now being uh creative chief officer of walt disney animation studios and it is really sad to see these 75 people uh laid off hopefully they'll get the same thing that uh that animation the other disney animation studio circle seven got do you guys remember what circle seven was no, I don't. I, I remember don't. the name. I don't yeah, remember what, so, what they did. So Circle 7 was an animation studio formed in 2004 by Disney. And mm -hmm. back then, Pixar was a, an independent company. And, they, and their movies were mm -hmm. still being distributed by Disney. And Michael Eisner, who was the CEO of Disney at the time, and Steve Jobs, who was the CEO of Pixar at the time, had a falling out. They disagreed on how their movies were going to be distributed. And then Pixar stated, we're going to get our new movies distributed by another studio, and it's not going to be Disney. And problem for them was the movies that they got distributed by Disney were not only distributed by the company, they were also owned by the company, as well as their stories and characters. So Disney had the idea of forming a studio called Circle 7, where they were going to be making sequels to Pixar movies without Pixar. They were going to be making a third Toy Story, a second Monsters, Inc., and a second Finding Nemo movie without the help of Pixar. And uh, in 2006, when Disney bought Pixar and put Catmull and Lasseter in charge, they shut down Circle 7 and they moved the animation crew to Walt Disney Animation Studios. In fact, the president of that company, Andrew Milstein, is actually uh, president of Walt Disney Animation Studios. He works with Jennifer Lee and Ed Catmull. So it might be where we get to receive... I hope that the people at Disney Toon Studios get the same treatment where they are moved from one animation studio to the bigger studio. But it is really sad to see these people out of job, though. Then again, most of their movies, apart from the DuckTales movie and the Goofy movie, most of them were um, direct-to-DVD sequels mm -hmm. that were mostly pretty unnecessary. And I did see Planes of, like last month, and I really didn't like it. I still have not seen Fire and Rescue yet. Mm -hmm. So it is very sad to see these people out of job. I hope that Disney gives them another chance and puts them in the bigger studio, but... Yeah, this is a very interesting choice on Disney's part, and I am curious to see what they're going to be doing. I don't think that either of the Planes movies are good movies. I think they are serviceable. I, in my, but I did think that the second one actually had some pretty animation, especially for the budget. But, but yeah, uh, I don't know. Um, so what do you think about this? No one has mentioned this, but I like the Tinkerbell movies. Yeah. Uh, 
I've never seen the planes once. I I like cars, and this, but wasn't a huge fan, so that kind of remind me of that. So I wasn't into that. But I've seen all the Tinkerbell movies. Yeah. And I love the one with the pirate fairy because they introduced the backstory of Hook, and I absolutely love yeah. that. I was really hoping that they would make another one where they would show how she meets Peter Pan. I would have loved that. Yeah, that would have been fun. That would have actually been pretty good. And it, it kind of like seemed that it was going that direction, but then they, you know, they closed it, and I was like, no, I'm never getting that movie. So it's a bit sad, and like you know, mentioned a lot of people are getting out of jobs, but again, these films weren't making money. Unfortunately, the first thing of a movie was on theaters. I remember seeing that on theaters. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know the rest ones. I've seen the other ones on Netflix and things like that, but it is quite a pity because you know it, it, it wasn't the best quality animation, but. There were some really like nice stories and fun. Yeah, yeah, I really like the Tinkerbell movies as well. I think they have really good voice cast, mm-hmm. and the animation's pretty solid. And uh, yeah, I I also like the pirate one the best. Is my that's yeah, also my favorite. I actually really did. Fun. I actually did see the second and third Tinkerbell movie, and I actually did like it. Yeah, um, they're good. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, who plays Tinkerbell? Uh, and she and voiced, May Whit- Yeah, Whitman. Mae Whitman. She was the voice yeah. of Katara and Avatar. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I I did like them. I thought they were yeah. decent movies. Yeah, and you get Kristen Chenoweth as some of the voices, Lucy Liu, and uh, yeah, they get Tom Hiddleston playing Captain Hook, which is super fun. Uh, so it's really enjoyable. Uh, so yeah, that's too bad, but it'll be interesting to see what uh, you know Jennifer Lee and Pete Docter uh, in their new roles, what they do as far as we talked about the shorts for Pixar. Uh, we talked about this for Disney. Well, it's be interesting to see what you know what happens. So I'm excited. Uh, so there you go. We talked about a lot. It's pretty exciting. Uh, we so we've uh, talked about anime. We talked about Pixar. We talked about Teen Titans Go, Hotel Transylvania three. We talked about the Loud House spinoff, uh, Three Caballeros, uh, the Disney tunes, and we talked about Elliot from Earth. So lots of fun stuff. Let us know in the comment section what you think of all these various news stories. And uh, we'd love to hear uh, on, you can follow any of us on Twitter. Let us know on Twitter what you think. And, uh, and uh, yeah, so, uh, so starting with Jonathan, where can people find you? Well, you can find me on Twitter at John J. North. Um, I have a YouTube channel and pretty much anywhere I have, it's at John J. North. I think I got that handle almost everywhere. So that's an easy way to look for me. Great. And uh, Adam? Uh, If you want to follow me on Twitter, I am under the alias Animated Antic. I also do have a Facebook page, though I don't use it as much as Twitter. And be sure to check out my website with animated movie reviews. And if you can't find it, I am on Letterboxd under the same name. And I'll have that all that information in the description section, so make sure to check that out. And uh, and Sol, where can people find you? And uh, follow me on my YouTube channel called Animation Geek. Great. Thank you guys so much for taking time out of your day to, to talk about those fun stories. I really appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Great. And you can follow me at Rachel's Reviews on iTunes and on YouTube, and I'm on all the social media. So make sure to check that out. We'd love your feedback. And, um, and thanks again. And we will, uh, we will meet again in another, another couple of weeks and talk more animated news. We're looking forward to it. Bye. 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 Bye.